quinoa. Get your quinoa from the best quinoa <laughs> farms in the state. <laughs> Rodney, I think that's the asparagus farmer with a mustache on. <laughs> Something about him seemed familiar. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. to Lenore, I think Tomas said 7, 7.30 on Friday evening. Um, there are still some students that are just kind of heading out of the lab. And so you're able to like be there with them until they kind of see themselves out. Um, and then it's sort of your responsibility to just well handle um, the remaining samples and take it to the lab instead of having them do it um, just for trustworthiness. Uh, so it's not like you had to like let yourself into any locked thing with samples that have just been unattended. These have all recently been handled. And the two labs that you would have to take samples to would be the ones on the third floor. That's up a couple of flights of stairs um, because, again, the science buildings on the east end of Heldholm University decided that they were more of a build-up than kind of build-out architectural structure, which is kind of a cool contrast because on one side you have these like very wide and I mean, they're large. They don't have like zero floors, but they're very wide buildings. They take up a lot of space. And then you kind of go across the bridge and then suddenly there are these just looming structures with the exception of like the research library, which I think is a bit more stocky. But the athletic center is the same way. They just built up instead of out. And yet it still pulls itself together because you've got the campus center on the other side that has the giant clock tower and the spire. And so it doesn't look like a massive contrast, but it is a different feel. Um, so the third floor labs, it would be up the flights of stairs and then to the right um, and then on opposite sides of a hallway. There are two um, places where you can go and store those samples. Is there anything you want to do in the lab while you are here currently? On the regular floor lab or the third floor? On the regular floor lab, yeah. Okay. Probably, I think the routine would be before taking all the samples all the way up, it's clean all the counters, wipe down the mm -hmm. chalkboard. So I think she'd probably just be softly humming to herself and just wiping down the counters, taking care of the business. Cool. I think that, uh, actually, can you give me a vigilance roll? Mm, average. Uh, that is one whole success. Ooh. Okay. Just just one whole success. That's it. I think so after you like wipe down the chalkboard and everything and you're kind of putting the samples into their like tight containers, the air, you know, like typically you hear like machinery generators a little bit. It just it starts to just seem very quiet to you. Like the ambient noise that had been around you turns off. And it's not like that's never happened before. You've you've had that happen, but it's not like a consistent time. And you are alone here now. And it just gets very quiet. I think when it cuts off, um, they would like stop wiping the counters for a second and just glance up and glance over to whatever, assuming maybe there's like a refrigerator there to keep samples cold and things like that for the Petri dis dishes, glance over there and then shrug shoulders and continue cleaning and then... Mm -hmm heading over to the refrigerator to grab the little samples to take them upstairs. Do you check anything else in the refrigerator? Um, I think there would be a cursory peeking in, looking at the door, looking inside, and making sure, like sticking her hand in to make sure that it is still cold and that it's still running mm -hmm. before 
taking the samples out. Yeah, it is still cold. And like, as you stick your hand in and kind of like get your face closer, you can still hear it kind of running. Um, It's just softer than usual. And you think that maybe it was other noises in the room that had kind of something else in the building had turned off somewhere. Okay, better write a note for maintenance, I guess. Um, And do you think this is going to be a two trip thing? Or can you safely transport everything all at once? If it's two labs worth, it could be done in one, but I think that's happened before and gone wrong and some things have been dropped. So I think it's a, well, if I don't have enough time, I'll do it in one trip, but it's a two trip process. So they'll take the first batch up to the one hall, one batch at a time. Okay. Being that it is getting towards the middle of October, the light that's coming in through the windows is very sparse. It's mostly just moonlight. The overhead lights have turned off. There's not a lot of people still studying here on a Friday night. You can kind of hear a couple of like footsteps in the distance, but they're just people who are finishing up studying and leaving. It's pretty dark in the hallways. Uh, You do manage to make it up the stairs. You get everything into the first lab. (laughs) Sorry. And then you sneeze and it's brilliant. Uh, can you make me just an easy coordination check to make sure that everything gets into the lab quickly or correctly? Yes. Once again, one success. Everything's smooth sailing. You'll be out of here pretty quickly. <laughs> Not taking a lot of time. Perfect. It's routine by now. So yeah, heading back down the stairs, going back and getting the next set of samples. Mm-hmm. And then as you go up the stairs mm-hmm. to the third floor a second time, it's quiet again. And I think that you get kind of distracted by the silence. And I will also need uh, one hard discipline check. Ah! <laughs> Good thing. I'm fairly decent at discipline, but we'll see. Yeah, I think regardless, she'd been kind of humming to herself. And then when everything stopped, it was, hmm, the humming seems louder. That's two whole threats. Two whole threats. Yeah, it's two successes, two failures, and two threats. Oh, boy. Hikers. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lenore, you know this building very well. You know its ins and outs and its quirks. The, th- the st- stairs leading up to the third level pretty much only have a hallway that goes down to the right. There was one instance when you first started working at the lab when you took a wrong turn that otherwise shouldn't exist. Um, And when you get, I think that what happens with the two threats is when you get to the top of the stairs, you're humming to yourself, you're distracted, you're paranoid. Instead of the muscle memory turning you to your right, you start going to your left where there should be no hallway, but you find yourself in the center of a very long hallway with no doors and just like a window at the end. And then the quiet kind of lifts, but it's not the normal like generation of, it's not a normal like laboratory generation. It's just you suddenly can hear the space around you. And it's telling you how vast it is with no words. And you suddenly realize that you've taken a wrong turn that shouldn't be possible, but that you've taken before. I stop in the middle of the hallway and I think there's a split second of turning back to see how far down this hallway I've gotten. Ooh. You know in dreams when things kind of like stretch in front of you and you can't quite gauge how far away things are? You couldn't have taken more than a couple of steps because you were humming and you were kind of just going along. You were distracted a little bit, but it's not like you were walking for miles And there is no jettison outside of this building that goes down for miles. And yet when you look, you can see 
past the staircase and you can see the doors at the other end of the hall where the labs are, but they seem like you're ton- like there's a little bit of tunnel vision and they seem very, very far away. They're in your sight line, but you can't quite gauge how far away you are. And then looking back to the dead end of the liminal hallway, I suppose, um, does it look roughly as stretched out? It looks like you could get to the end. It's not quite as stretched, but it also feels like you're stuck in the center of a, a very long space. It doesn't feel like you're any closer to the window than you were when you first noticed. Not quite as far away as the whole end of the rest of the hallway. And you feel a little disoriented. Ooh. Part of me wants to look out that window. Yeah, I think I think Lenore will take a couple of hesitant steps towards that towards the end of this mysterious hallway and see if one, the window is getting closer, and two, if so, what's outside? Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of nodding from the peanut gallery. That's that's yes. cool as fuck. We're all supporting this. <laughs> it's about the pursuit of knowledge. <laughs> it Make sure it. fucking is. It sure is. <laughs> Imagine how mad Claire will be if he learns about this and you don't tell him right away. Oh, my God. Claire would totally go to that window, too. <laughs> it's a good thing that at some point we have a scene in Eddie's apartment where people have to confess to secrets. Yeah. Anyway, let's do a hard perception check. All right. And I'm actually also going to, I, even though I think this is really cool, I'm going to spend my DM story point to give you a black die on this. Can you combat the story points with <laughs> story point versus story point? If we don't have counterspell for story points, but on your Damn next it. roll, you can, you can, well, technically, I guess you could, well, no, that, that would be if I was rolling. So if I was rolling something against you, you could be like, gotcha. you piece of shit. Yeah. And I was like, how do these work? It's got to seem in action. Yeah. 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 Well, bad luck for us. My perception is like nothing. So we'll see. Tasty to have one failure and two threats against me. It is tasty die. to have a failure and two Pass threats. Out. Let's, Yeah. I like it going poorly. I want this to go bad for Lenore. I'm sorry, (laughs) Lenore. So as you start taking steps towards the window, the samples, I think, kind of start to shake a little bit in your hands until you realize that, like, you're straining. Um, You also will take two more strain with two more threats. And it suddenly starts to feel kind of like you're walking through sludge. Like, there's you're trying to get to this place... Um, But you also are overcome with the sensation of as you're pushing through, it doesn't it's not saying keep going, but it's saying, like, why would you leave this spot right here? And another one is telling you to bolt in the opposite direction and don't go any further. It's consuming and it's paradoxical. There's a definite choice here. And both sides of you are equally screaming, get out and don't ever leave this place. Don't like this spot where you're standing right now. And I think you start to like sweat and you can't quite see everything as well as you take a couple steps closer. And it is harder and harder to keep walking, but you can if you want to try. Okay, going to stop, close my eyes and take a deep breath and then open them, see how much further I can get down the hallway to see out that window because the chances of this weird extra hallway happening again in Lenore's mind is so slim that it's probably just mm-hmm. a weird dream. So whatever, I'll just go and look out the window and everything will be just fine. And then I'll turn back around and take the samples back. Okay, so you're gonna you're pushing towards the window. Yes. Perfect. Yes. 
I'm going to call this discipline again, because you're very focused on this pursuit of knowledge. At first, you were trying to see what you could see, but this is discipline. This one is also going to be hard. Hard with with or without the black die for this one. No black die. That was just for you starting to make the, the trick as okay. you were making the decision and to see what you could see. You're not seeing anything new. In fact, your vision was worse um, and you couldn't quite get as far as you wanted to. Sweet. Well, I actually have stuff and discipline. So uh, one success and one threat. With the threat, there is another strain because you're pushing as hard as you can, both to make yourself continue, like, and it physically feels tough to walk, but you also don't feel like you're actually being impeded. Like, you don't feel like it feels like you're walking through sludge, but it's not like there's actual sludge. It, It just genuinely feels like just intense terror that's trying to keep you locked in place. And you go to the window and you are able to see out of it, but not well. It looks like the campus, but off. And as you're looking out the window, you can't tell if you're seeing it with your eyes or if you're seeing it in your mind, but you have this sudden sense of two beings. They're not like corporeal, but just like you feel like there's two beings and one of them has, they don't really have forms, but what is coloring the side of the campus as you look out the window has some of the attributes of the fencing arena like that you can kind of see as though you're looking at a mirage like you're looking out at this sort of warped held home and through a mirage you can see the skylights of the fencing arena and then on the other side you see something that looks a little bit more like the lab downstairs and you feel extremely cold suddenly And you just get this sense in your gut that the outside world is truly terrifying. And here is safe, but not for you yet. There's there's something inside of you that is, again, split. So the outside world is just suddenly too much to think about. And you want a sense of safety, but there's still something warring inside of you. And then those two beings immediately fade away and you're not quite sure like what it was the outside of held home still looks wonky but those sort of mirages are gone um but that sense is kind of still staying with you what do you do i end up re-holding a little bit firmer onto the tray of petri dishes so as to not drop them Um, Because I think she's probably shaking and, like, ready to drop them in, like, almost forgetting that they were there due to all the nerves. So I think hanging on to the Petri dishes, I end up closing my eyes, shaking my head and, like, taking a couple steps back, Mm -hmm. still facing the window before stopping. And I think out loud, I need to get more sleep, turning around and walking back to the lab itself. Whew. And Lenore does Do you look not back? look back. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, as you make it to the second lab, I th- everything's still kind of sticking with you. Um, there's a lot of when you can't shake the fear, like you're trying to go through you're like your little, it's fine. I'm here. I just freaked myself out. But it's still there's just something sticking within you. And there is a sense of like f- you, you want to go to the arena, even though it's late and no one's going to be there. So you're here and you want to stay here, but there's also something pulling you there. And you look up at the clock. So it took you about half an hour to get everything together at the lab. You 
could not have been standing in that hallway for more than five minutes, but it is almost 9.15 p.m. Lenore looks up at the clock, sees what time it is, stares at, like, kind of glares at the clock for a second, like, how dare you betray me, as if it were the (laughs) clock's fault. I trusted you. This is the last time I'm taking over for Tomas, I swear. (laughs) And just puts whatever rest of the samples away, closes the door, and speed walks as best as she can down the stairs and kind of out the doors to the lab. Are you, like, looking down at your feet so you don't have to, like, confront anything in front of you? Sure are. (laughs) Okay. As you, like, move down the stairs, you don't feel the sense that there's still that, you know, that air when there's still more to see in a a building. You don't get that sense as you move down the stairs again. Um, How do you feel? How are you feeling? Oh, like garbage. With your strain. Yeah, poor Lenora (laughs) woke up with a hangover. Just a bad day. (laughs) I think Lenora will get outside into the slightly cooler air and head towards back home to the apartment, but in the most roundabout scenic way to walk past the athletic grounds. I Maybe to peek into a window to just see, are there lights on? Is someone else there? But I Mm -hmm. think just to kind of walk near it. Make me an average cool check. Mm -hmm. Three successes and two threats. (laughs) (laughs) That could be worse. Like a combo. (laughs) As you get closer, I think that some of the the strain kind of leaves you. Like you feel a little bit calmer. You know, this is your place. This is the place that you always kind of go. There is a sense of safety. And so I think that you do with the two successes, you would recover like two strain. But also the closer that you get, there's a simultaneous sensation of disappointment that turns into like a ball in your stomach. So it helps you kind of like reorient yourself and distance yourself from whatever in the lab. And there's a sense of community. Um, You don't really see anything going on inside, except for there are students who are still like in the gym section at like 915. It's like the ripped dudes and like really tired nerds who don't want to be there during the day day. That's Um, real. Nothing else really is happening in the athletic centers at this hour. But there's a sense of normalcy and community. And yet there's just also disappointment um, deep, deep in the pit of your stomach that you can't quite shake. Okay. She will walk past the athletic center and like just as she gets past the corner of the building, um, pulls out her phone and sends a message to, I'm assuming the group chat that we have with all of us, you two studying, question mark? What are we doing? It's 9.15 on a Friday, so whatever Claire and Eddie would be doing. Probably That's the time no. it is. What's up? Probably not. <laughs> Eddie, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Eddie says, no, what's up? Just tired, but wanted some company. Where are you? Question mark. Where are we at? I know, right? <laughs> Eddie might be home. Just like hanging out. Where's Claire? With Eddie? I didn't know if we were together. Aww. Claire Cute. probably brought his book. She's <laughs> yeah. grumbling about it. Ugh. At my place. Come over, Clarence Monroe. i forgot about the text (laughs) sign-offs eddie says yeah come over and then he signs it eddie but it's like misplaced capitals and (laughs) lowercase claire's just like the flat line emoji clarence monroe clarence monroe (laughs) uh lenore responds back i'll bring some snacks and then signs it just with an l (laughs) we'll kind of play along (laughs) (laughs) yeah eddie's probably fake signs his as like edward everett with the capitals (laughs) and lowercase 
does he do like old MySpace with like the tildes and like the little asterisks yeah. around oh, his yeah, name? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also love the idea of like it only happens until like Claire says something in a recent conversation and then everyone mm-hmm. just makes fun of him because it's like the yeah. first two is definitely like hey are you guys studying no what's up so those were just normal and mm-hmm. then you could yep. you should come over Clarence Monroe and then everyone just starts signing their text messages <laughs> start dunking on like, <laughs> Claire <laughs> one day you will wish your text messages were signed Clarence Monroe <laughs> anyways what snack do you want Eleanor Lane, med student. (laughs) Frosted animal crackers, please. Delete signature. (laughs) Smiley face from Eddie. Uh, She'll swing by the C-store and pick up the requested snacks and just a couple of things and then head on over. Do you go to the C-store that is on this side of campus or do you go to the C-store that's in the campus center? I think she's more familiar with the one on the science side, and so we'll go to this one. Okay. To resolve your second threat, as you leave the sea store, mm-hmm. um, you see coming out of one of the side doors of the athletic center, um, Adalia, who does not notice you, but looks like she has been crying. Uh... And also she kind of, she moves around and goes to the pathway that would lead to the other side of campus. So the C-store is behind that. She like wipes at her eyes and then kind of like straightens her posture and moves towards the the pathway that would lead to the east side or the west side. No, the east side. I don't understand anything. It's fine. (laughs) The direction towards center campus on the other side, right? The direction towards center campus. (laughs) That direction. I think Lenore will get out, stop, watch for a few seconds and see that Adalia is walking in the same direction that Lenore is about to go. <sighs> she just gives that big sigh and then just walks afterwards because she's not going to deal with Adalia, but is intensely curious to see where Adalia is walking to. May as well just kind of do a friendly stalkerish check-in by not actually talking, but watching <laughs> where Adalia is going. That old Lenore move. like, I'm allowed to go this way. <laughs> right. I don't have to say hi. I'm just walking here. I gotta pull up her vigilance because you said you did a big sigh and then you're just like following her. <laughs> so. I hoped it was out of earshot enough, but you know what? It's oh, quiet it? okay. and Lenore is dramatic, so who knows? At least you have a bunch of bags, so it's like clearly you were like right. shopping. Right. I think I'm gonna make the. Yeah, I feel like Lenore is far enough away, so I'm just gonna make this a hard roll, but I wanna see if she. With my um, luck. She does not. Okay. She has, no, she failed a failure and an advantage. So I think she like she definitely tenses in her shoulders and she's also favoring her ankle a little bit. And she like looks just to either side of her when she's on the bridge, but she doesn't look back and she doesn't see you. And then as she crosses the bridge, she sort of heads towards the tower and then in the direction behind the freshman dorms where sometimes buses will come. So there's like there's one bus stop in the middle of campus, and then there's one bus stop like at the top of the campus, but she starts to head that way. Does Adalia live on campus or off campus? Adalia lives off campus. Okay. Well, Lenore will... Notification. Lenore will remember this and tuck it away and then just <laughs> head on over to Eddie's. Sweet. Eddie's apartment is the ASMR apartment as well. Yes. Okay, cool. Then um, I walk is- up the creaky wooden stairs up to the door and I... <laughs> Crinkle my little frosted well, animal crackers bag and knock on the door. <laughs> From what I remember, like the door mm-hmm. initially is like between shops and then there's a door on the right that then leads upstairs that then goes into Eddie's apartment. 
I think so. So, it's like so the door that, that you would like knock on is on the bottom floor and then you'd walk mm-hmm. up because that's where he's got all of his tchotchkes <laughs> and frames like the keys yep. and the yeah. random mm-hmm. thrift store art. Mm-hmm. Don't they have a key? I thought we said everyone yeah. has oh, you do keys. Have a key. Oh, yeah. yeah does. The knocking is because hands are full and Lenore didn't get a key out in time. So I think it's more of just like mm-hmm. knocking mm-hmm. with the heel of the boot gently at the door. <laughs> yeah. I need a hand. Let me in. I'll help. Claire is looking for any excuse to close this damn book. Lenore and Claire, with Eddie's player's approval, mm-hmm. of the random shit that's up the stair hallway, what is your favorite things that they have in a frame? Because Olivia's favorite is the keys in the frame. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool to Olivia. Mm-hmm. What are your favorites? Could be anything. Including some paintings and stuff. But mm-hmm. Do Claire and Eddie like to go to theme park kinds of things or like the equivalent of a Six Flags? <laughs> <laughs> they could. Claire yeah, would go. there's one like nearby. Yeah. A valley fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like a picture of the three of them at some point on some like log flume ride. Oh my God. Doing oh my God. ridiculous poses or like holding like the game board yeah. or like having like a fake tea party or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> That Eddie was like, yeah, no, like no, Claire has like a teacup really that they're stupid. sipping. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie was like, no, 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 like we have to do this, and it's like for his yeah. birthday or something. <laughs> has it like framed on the wall? Yeah. Right. I love that so much. I think Claire's is less fun and is probably something he bought at a street fair, like on a main pier where. Someone had watercolored the ocean, but it's really difficult to tell where the ocean ends and like the sky begins. Like it's Mm -hmm. that kind of blue daylight or just before dusk where the horizon's really faint. A little hazy. Mm hmm. Ooh, that's cool. The little signature in the corner that is like illegible and also no one that anyone (laughs) has ever heard of. I love those. Love that. I got your frosted abominations and she hands the bag (laughs) over to Claire. These things are joy in a bag. Thank you. Opens them and begins to eat them. <laughs> Brought you your spicy Takis, probably, to Eddie. I was going to say, yeah. Eddie gets, like, spicy Cheetos or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spicy chips. <laughs> Anything to drink? I have a couple energy drinks in the fridge if you want one. Ew. I should stop letting you keep those in my fridge. Y- you can. I'll just bring them to my fridge. It's just very convenient to have them here. Uh, I will pass on the energy drinks. I got myself a little coffee thing. She, like, shakes the bottle. Mm-hmm. How does Lenore look? Yeah. So, Lenore, are you trying to seem, like, cool? I mean, yeah, probably to a degree. I don't think Lenore really wants to be like, hey, so I ended up in a weird liminal hallway that I think I've been down before, but I don't really know. <laughs> and also, like, I was felt like I was going to throw up or pass out when I was there. Yeah. I think it's like a situational deception where it's like, I just got here and I kind of want to, like, chill. Not I don't want to open it. with, hey, guys, right. what's up? Right. But, I mean, she did just randomly text you. When mm-hmm. you didn't really have plans. Um, so if the two of you want to make perception checks, you'd be going against Lenore's deception. So you roll your dice pool, the greens mm-hmm. and yellows, the way you would for perception. And then Lenore, how many ranks do you have in deception? And what is your cunning? Well, my cunning is two. Uh-oh. And that's it. <laughs> okay, great. So no yeah, you guys make your perceptions and then it's against two purple then if it's just cunning two. Two successes and one <laughs> advantage. Uh, One advantage, one triumph and two failures. My God. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> the yeah, triumph I don't know what to still, do with that. <laughs> no, the triumph still has to happen. Yeah, I think Eddie just gets a sense that like something's off with Lenore doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And 
Claire, you I think that what happens to you is you're like, something's off with Lenore and it's catastrophic. And I think that like because <laughs> you had an advantage and a triumph, right? Uh, so but yeah. you failed at sort of like gauging why. <laughs> like maybe your brain you look up and you're like, she's been possessed. Or like this is something right. that something very irrational. She got mugged in an alleyway. Right. You're like, oh my God, something's weird. And you hide shit. Are you okay? <laughs> Triumph, you get it, but the the actual sense of Uh the realm of humanity is just way off the charts. But Eddie's like, Lenore's had a bad evening. Do you want to talk about it? Right. Proceed. That's so funny. God. And like so accurate for Claire. I know. (laughs) Given everything that just happened. He when they get upstairs into Eddie's actual apartment, he drops his animal crackers and turns to Lenore. And grabs her shoulders and looks at her like dead on and goes, do we need to call someone? Claire. What? What? (laughs) Something's wrong. Something's going on. What happened, Lenore? I can tell something (laughs) happened. Did someone mug you? Did someone steal your wallet? Are you all right? Where were you? You were at the lab, right? Yeah. But Claire. (laughs) I'm serious. Are Wait, wait. Lenore, what did we do this morning? Are you convinced this is like (laughs) secretly not Lenore? (laughs) He's trying to figure it out. Lenore puts their hands on Claire's and, like, slowly pulls them off of her shoulders. We were hung over from the library trip and had breakfast with Eddie in your apartment. Are you okay? What song did Eddie and I sing last night? Mr. Brightside, as you guys always do when you get roughly around this time of year. Who did we see last night at the library? Claire. The devil himself, as you say. Okay, so it's you. Okay, what happened? Eddie, something... I think right? Eddie can, would, can interrupt here. Mm-hmm. Of course it's them. Come on, Claire. Okay, what happened then? I had labs, then I got here. And what happened between that time? Right, Eddie? Something happened? Is something wrong? You do seem a little shaken. Yeah, with the success and the two advantages, you'd be like, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it would be on you to how you want to approach that. Gently. Okay. <laughs> Lab was weird today. I don't know how best to describe it. You want hot chocolate? She has coffee. Yeah, but it's different. I guess. You can put the coffee in it. I would like some hot chocolate, yeah. Some Probably more. shouldn't have more caffeine. Ooh, a, a dirty hot chocolate. All right. I think yeah, that's chocolate. how I knew something was wrong. Lenore was drinking caffeine at 9.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to stay awake in order to study for things, even on a Friday night. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, Eddie says it's in the microwave beeps. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I'm just sleep deprived or what, but the lab seemed to was time really how long have you been reading the book? And she gestures to the book that's like the Beauregard book that's on the table. Does it feel like it was um, twenty minutes and then you looked up and it was two hours later? Yes, yeah, the opposite. Felt like two <laughs> hours was only twenty minutes. Yeah, I I don't know. Lab just it should have been a quick five, ten minute trip up to the third floor and suddenly it was 9.30, which is not not normal for labs. And this, I think, is something that the two of you would know because Lenore mm-hmm. has been working, like they don't always close, but typically if they're blocking up something for the night, unless it is one of the nights earlier in the week where they are open pretty late, but like on a Friday, typically doesn't take past like eight o'clock if they're mm-hmm. going in there at 7, 7.30. Mm-hmm. On the bright side, you get to bill for like two and a half hours, right? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> true. Can I at least get paid for standing in this liminal hallway that makes me yeah. feel like shit? Right? 
<laughs> I worked overtime, so. Yeah, it was strenuous. So you're like missing time or something like that? Yeah, okay. This is going to sound crazy. No, it's not. True, you did just think I was not myself and then I may have been mugged or both. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious to see what the truth is. I wound up in a part of the building that shouldn't, maybe does or does not exist. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. Yeah. I took a left instead of a right at the top of the stairs and found myself in a hallway that shouldn't be there. I Maybe it wasn't there. Maybe I thought that I turned left instead of right. Maybe I was in the hallway and maybe, maybe I'm just too tired and got woozy nope. or something, but... Nope. What'd it look like? Just a long hallway with no doors. There was a window. Everything seemed mostly the same outside, but it just felt wrong. Claire, make me a cool check at hard. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> one failure and one threat. One failure and one threat? Mm-hmm. Fail cool. Then everything goes exactly as planned. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> cool. Um, ah! So when Claire, I think that you also, you would take a strain from this with a threat, but when Lenore talks about places in the school that don't exist and a hallway with no doors, you specifically get a memory from, I think your freshman year when you were walking in one of, because we kind of teased underground hallways. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that they're not, like, used super much during, like, the nice times of the year, but there probably is one that goes from the bottom of the literary center, like, across the path underneath, and then will eventually lead up into, like, the theater of the visual arts building. Mm -hmm. Um, and Claire, you remember once opening a door in one of those underground hallways that you have never been able to find ever since. And that rattles you. And I don't think that you can kind of, like, keep it inside. Okay. Um, Eddie, you don't need to have a role. Mm -hmm. You have just, you've seen things architecturally mm -hmm. that disappear multiple times. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes you're not sure if it's something that you imagined or experienced. And then there's like a blur between them. Right. But I also don't think it's something that you've mentioned to people before. Totally. Things appearing and then not being there later yeah. and things like mm -hmm. that. Okay. Some of it's in, yeah. And you're not always sure if it's been something that you're, physically experiencing or mm -hmm. if you kind of like created it in your mind right it doesn't sound weird to you mm -hmm. i mean this sounds weird but it doesn't sound right. like it's impossible you're not like that's not real lenore mm -hmm. i think claire turns away when she says that and his hands start shaking a little bit as he um takes a drink of his energy drink he's pretty visibly shaken he's not really good at hiding that when that happens and after he's done he sighs out um, and says truth is always strange stranger than fiction Lenore Eddie starts making Claire some hot chocolate <sighs> Lenore was just about to ask if Claire needed some hot chocolate as well <laughs> <laughs> it just seems awfully convenient for something like that to happen and with everything else and the whatever I'm sure it'll be fine it'll resolve itself and we'll go on our merry way and just have to deal with finals and that's it no, there's there's something happening. I think the campus is a little funny that way. Wait, have you two both also had this? Sometimes. Yes. I um I found a door in the underground hallways my freshman year that I haven't been able to find again. And I've looked for it. Well, 
I would say keep your eyes peeled, but I happened to find this hall again because I wasn't paying attention. So maybe for your sake, do keep your eyes peeled. I, it was not fun. You've seen it more than once? I pretend that I haven't, but probably freshman year, I took a weird turn and found myself there. I didn't walk down the hall last time. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought I was lost and confused and felt weird. And so I turned around and came back. What'd it feel like? Simultaneously, like, I should go further and I should go back. I frankly thought I was going to pass out or throw up or both. I don't know. Have you ever... You don't really exercise, but have you trained hard enough where you make yourself kind of sick by accident? It felt like that, but worse. It's like killers in gym class. Yeah. I bet that happens in the theater building all the time. The, like, weird Mm -hmm. spaces. Mm -hmm. Because there are already always weird spaces in theater buildings. True. Eddie has that ever happened to you? Have you felt like that? I don't know that I've ever felt that way, but I've seen doors. I never really checked them. I don't think. I never knew if they were real. I think they are. Maybe I'll check it next time. Did I not just say it was awful? But what else are we supposed to do? (laughs) We can't just not. I mean... Maybe I'll call you. We can check it out Mm, together. Yeah. Lenore, do you regret going down that hallway or are you glad you know what it's like? A mix of both. I I don't know. I'm tired right now and frustrated. And is that hot chocolate done? Mm-hmm. Give one to both of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Marshmallows? No, Why not? I got my animal crackers. Okay. Are you gonna crumble it in there? No, I usually dip it, but I guess I could try that. I'll try that. <laughs> it is gonna it's take soggy. the energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> mm, this was a mistake. See, they're abominations. <laughs> no. If you mix it, it might just thicken a little bit. Delicate noises of spoon on mug <laughs> as mixing occurs. <laughs> Told you it's our ASMR location. Yeah, right. Sure is. <laughs> Lenore, are you okay? Yeah. I'll be fine. Thanks. I just didn't want to have to go back to an empty studio. Mm-hmm. So how's Baudrillard? <laughs> Baudrillard is just maddening. Julian wants me to dissect reality and whatnot. So here, no, this is a great exercise. Thank you for bringing this to me, Lenore, uh-huh. because I guess knowing that reality is not what it looks like is beneficial. It's good to know that there are pieces that I can't see. Well, you're so very welcome for your next dissertation piece. I also would like to just clarify, ha, <laughs> that when that when that memory comes back to you, Claire, the other day in Julian's office when he asked you, do you only feel watched in your apartment? And you said, it doesn't only happen there. I felt it elsewhere too. That incident, that's one of those moments. Okay, cool. Both curious and concerned and himself. Mm-hmm. Utterly. Mm-hmm. Do you guys play, like, a board game? Yeah, I think Eddie would be like, do you want to, like, take a break, Claire? We can do something else. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think Lenore would be very much down for, like, board games and just a small distraction. I think that's why she asked about Baudrillard to be like, so what's everyone else been up to? <laughs> Talk to me, please. Right. <laughs> what's your favorite one that you play together? Is it, like, Bananagrams or is it something more cutthroat? Cute. I feel like he's probably got car- decks of cards, like, sequence. Ooh, I love sequence. <laughs> I've never played sequence. sequence, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. It's kind of like a connect four plus cards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But That'd be fun. It also gets very cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Which is card games fun. that seem yeah. innocent so and get super cutthroat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we we're gonna put our fun little chips on this board, and I'll kill you. Like, <laughs> that's like pounce. Where it's like dare you. <laughs> it's like pounce where you're like, yeah, we're gonna play solitaire like collectively, so we all build up the pile in the center. But like, whoever gets mm-hmm. the most points wins. So it's like, haha, 
mine. <laughs> right. I win. You're going down. The first card game that came to my head was Slapjack, so that's just not even one that disguises being innocent. Mm-hmm. I was so thinking funny. like Monopoly or Catan, and those can also be super like destructive for <laughs> friendships. Catan so. was another one I was thinking of. Catan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I, th- I totally see Eddie owning Catan. Like, oh, yeah. That- oh, yeah. I feel like he's kind almost the worst person to play with because he's not really competitive, but I feel like he wins a lot. Like, yeah. he's that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which just makes it extra annoying. Like, he's fine if he loses. He succeeds, but isn't even trying. And right. everyone else is trying so hard. I'll be like, yep. oh, hey, I have longest road. And everyone's and like, just yeah, wins. you do. And he's like, oh, cool. Jerk. I love. Oh, my God. I actually, I think we're going to do something funny here. Just Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A palate cleanser. I want to see who <laughs> wins. Is Claire competitive? We know Lenore is because they're in mm-hmm. sports, but... <laughs> I think it takes him a bit to get there, but he does get very competitive just because he's dramatic about everything. Mm -hmm. So I think if you get him to the point, he'll be just as cutthroat as everyone else. It's clear one of those people where it's like, he seems relatively like chill or something. And then like a small thing goes wrong and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. This (laughs) shan't happen to me. And then he gets cut from there on. (laughs) Someone puts the thief on Claire's thing and he's like, oh, oh, I I see it. Okay. Oh, mm. we've declared mm-hmm. war. I All see. Right. Gloves come off. <laughs> <laughs> You're my mortal enemy now for the rest of this game. Right. He declared Mortal Kombat. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> you know this is a declaration of war, right? You know that? You know that? Yep. Um, you're going to pick your best social skill and you're going to roll a simple check. And you're going to tell me that or whichever social skill, however you play. So like Eddie, I think could be something like leadership or charm because he's very good at it. But they also, they're not competitive. Whereas Mm -hmm. if Claire is a player who's like, are you sure you want to do that? Coercion or negotiation Mm -hmm. might be a little bit better. And then Lenore, I think, is a very, like, leaderly player. Doesn't have charm. He has negotiation and deception. Oh. Do you want to be? So, yeah, just pick. I would say pick a social skill and then roll a simple check. So no purple dice and we'll just see who gets the best result. I'm going to use negotiation anyways, because I feel like Lenore would be like, no, 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 no. Okay. If you give me these two sheep and then later on down the road, (laughs) I'll give you this back. Just. (laughs) Oh, my God. Three successes for Eddie on deception. Nice. One success and two advantages for Lenore on negotiation. I got two successes and four advantages on oh. coercion. Ooh. Nice. Like that we all played differently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's close. I think this is close. This is a very mm-hmm. up and down game. I think that what ends up happening, you said um, Eddie takes it away because even with the four advantages, it's like three successes, but it's narrow. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think you're still super chill about it the whole mm-hmm. time. Oh, I'm about to lose. No, I'm not. Just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> I win. And you, you <laughs> take down it down the longest uh, road. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. I think that Claire almost wins, mm-hmm. and then Eddie comes in from behind. Sneaks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a pretty close game all around, though. Mm-hmm. Fun. It's like it one of the forever. satisfying ones. Yeah. It takes forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, right. I want to play Catan. I haven't played Catan in, like, 12 years. I know. I haven't played Catan in, yeah, forever. since, like, yeah, just after I graduated high school. I, I own it. It's upstairs, I think. I know. Ooh. <laughs> I kind of want to play it. <laughs> this is this is like the weird episode where we're not talking about food this time. We're just talking about games that we want to play because I want to play sequence and pounce. Games, also. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yep. I want to play pounce. 
Thanks for listening to Gaze of the Round. The Gaze of the Round podcast and network are a subset of Lucian Brinkley Media Services, LLC. This season's setting is That Dark Academia, which was created using the core rules of the Genesis role-playing game system by Fantasy Flight Games and in accordance with the guidelines set by the Genesis Foundry for original content. It will be available online through the Foundry at the end of the season. This season features Sarah Kay as Eddie Everett, Keats as Eleanor Lane, and Riley Lynn, who also designed our graphics and branding, as Clarence Monroe. You can find Sarah on Twitter at A Blinding Idea, Keats on Twitter at KLOlson32, that's O L S E N 32, and Riley on Twitter at The Riley Lynn, that's L I N N. All three cast members are co creators of the fictional school Heldholm University and the town of Heldholm. I'm Lucian, the GM for the season, as well as the creator of the setting That Dark Academia and the Gaze of the Round podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Cafe with Lucian. Aiden Chan, sometimes known as Dungeon Maestro, is the composer and performer of the original music heard on That Dark Academia. You can find Aiden on Twitter at Aiden Chan, that's A-I-D-E-N-C-H-A-N, and also on YouTube and Spotify. Our official character art, as seen on our Twitter, was done by Tulome. You can find them on Twitter at T-U-L-O-M-N-E. For more updates on this show and planned future shows, follow us on Twitter, yeah, I know, more Twitter, it's fine, <laughs> at Goternet Pods. That's G-O-T-R-N-E-T-P-O-D-S. We've loved having you with us, and we'll see you in the next episode. I was very I was on my best behavior until we started playing pounds and I was like, you bitch. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> like sorry. It's like part of the game. <sighs> yeah, if you're not calling someone a son of a bitch or a bastard or you ass or something, I'm sorry, I'm like putting a whole bunch of swears in here. But if you're not swearing at someone, you're not truly playing it. <laughs>